BBC Gardeners World Live is running at the NEC in Birmingham once again. It is fantastic to be back, and I can see the smile on my studio guest, Bob Sweet. Uh, that says it all, doesn't it? You're just pleased to have everybody back. It's fantastic, isn't it? We haven't been here since June 2019 with a show of this size. We came back with a tiddler last August, <laughs> uh, but now we're back with a full array of show gardens, a floral marquee bursting at the seams with uh, so many flowers that the scent alone uh, is just fantastic. And of course, it's the BBC 100th anniversary this year, so. Uh, and we have got a lot of celebration going on for that as well. Absolutely. The, the floral marquee, somebody said to me that it, there's a great word they use, which was intoxicating. Hey, I like that. Isn't that That's lovely. nice, isn't it? Well, well, we'll talk about some individual bits in a moment. But first of all, you've got a great title. You're the Horticultural Director. Oh, that sounds posh, doesn't it? <laughs> what does the Horticultural Director do, Bob? From a Horticultural Director's point of view, um, I look after all of the horticultural content of the show, all the gardening content. So whether that's show gardens, whether that's the smaller borders, the nurseries, the horticultural features, um, all of the gardens, shapes and sizes. So um, partly uh, one of the things I need to do each year is to look to see what's going to be of interest, what's uh, the current trends, what's on vogue, what should we have in the show. Um, it's trying to predict at least a year in, uh, ahead what is going to be happening in a year's time in gardening. Sometimes that's not very easy. I'm sure it isn't. So what was in your gardening crystal ball <laughs> when you were starting to look at this show? Yeah, interesting because um, I think one of the big trends has been towards sustainability. Mm. Everybody's been talking about upcycling, recycling. Uh, everybody's been talking about trying to minimise plastic. So that thread goes right the way through this show. We have um, big areas of the show which are dedicated to talking about pollinators, uh, making sure those lovely insects can uh, pollinate plants and, and, and keep them growing. Uh, so uh, everywhere we have um, references to wildflower meadows, we have uh, a lot of natural plants in this show. Um, we have uh, plants which are really good for you, good to eat, good to grow. Um, so uh, with a bit of luck, that will give everybody uh, something to find which is going to be relevant uh, in that theme. Mm. BBC 100 Years uh, is being celebrated here with a range of gardens, um, inspired by some fantastic, iconic programmes. And the gardens are amazing. Well, we've had a bit of fun, you know, trying to think uh, how we can celebrate the BBC's centenary. So um, we came up with the idea of uh, thinking about the uh, iconic programmes like Only Fools and Horses, uh, Top of the Pops, Antiques Roadshow, Doctor Who, um, right the way through the floral marquee. And, and there's some great references to Birmingham as well because we got a Peaky Blinders garden and we also got, because it's recorded in Birmingham, the, uh, an Archer's garden too. Mm. There's also a tribute to Peter Seabrook, isn't there, with uh, Pebble Mill, uh, which is, which is quite, uh, quite something. Well, uh, Peter was a huge friend of this show. Uh, Peter, of course, was an iconic figure with 
uh, Pebble Mill and uh, his relationship to this area and this show uh, is fantastic. And uh, just an interesting little story is that we met Peter earlier on this year who very much wanted to do a stand about Pebble Mill as part of BBC Centenary. So he designed a stand. Uh, we met him, discussed it with him, and then sadly, several days later, he died. So the stand is actually designed by Peter, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's a great reference point. It is. Not, I think a lot of the, the plants that are on that, that stand have been grown and nurtured by local school children. They have indeed, particularly the fruit and vegetables on there. Um, I think that Peter had already started the conversations with a number of local schools to grow uh, produce for this show. And of course they uh, were all doing that and started doing that. And it's a great tribute to Peter because he would have loved what's happening now, that everybody carried on doing what he started. So isn't that great? And, And of course elsewhere in the show, we've got this lovely wheelbarrow competition. We've got, um, 46 wheelbarrows all with a different Commonwealth country Uh, there are one or two duplicates I have to say Uh, but um, lovely the schools have planted these up Uh, they're all lined out around Picnic Hill how colourful are they they're just amazing they do look fantastic some of the innovation there is incredible some of the props they've used are fascinating Uh, I'm struck um, uh, Bob walking around today at the number of young people here who are, who are very engaged with the experts, with the, the designers, possibly more so now than, than they've ever been, maybe because of the pandemic and they've got an interest in gardening. But what a great place to, uh, to, to nurture their interest in horticulture. Fascinating, isn't it? Because um, I, I think sometimes, you know, it, when you reflect back to when you were younger, you know, what interest did you have in plants? And let's be fair, a lot of people didn't have very much interest in them. I think we've tried to recognise that by making this um, a show with lots of exciting things that may interest children. For example, we've got outdoor musical instruments here, which they can go and play and uh, uh, and, and experience. And uh, we've got chickens that they can uh, lift, nurture and uh, and understand uh, all about how you keep. But then of course it goes on that we've got these borders, these smaller gardens where uh, they're deliberately designed for people setting out on a horticultural career or whether it's a club or society or charity uh, where they can, uh, in a quite simple way, put together a really nice exhibit. So. Uh, that and a bit of fun in the floral marquee with the iconic programmes, um, a bit of music thrown in, a bit of ballroom dancing, um, all adding to the atmosphere, you know. It's party, party, party here. It does present um, a- an interesting um, uh, vision of horticulture to young people because I-, I suspect in the past when I was younger, it was because of the Latin names that were often used. It was almost for intellectuals. High-end gardening was for intellectuals. But you can see from... We're in the studio here with these big windows behind us. The mix of people that are walking past uh, is incredible. It is indeed. And I think uh, we're also helped by... We have really great gardening celebrities now, like Adam Frost. And Adam believes in not only calling a spade a spade, but 
um, he believes in calling a cabbage a cabbage and um, you know uh, he doesn't use posh names for plants because he knows it puts people off so uh, what a great way again to get people interested as you say uh, just the names alone can be uh, mind-boggling can't Absolutely. they um, you're obviously a gardener, Bob. Are you? Are you a good gardener? Well, is your garden absolutely immaculate? I tell you, it is absolute <laughs> rubbish. No, it's not. Uh, I, I actually take a great joy in gardening. But people often uh, say to me, "Your garden must be a showpiece." No, it's not because that's not the sort of garden that gives me pleasure. I like the wildflowers and I like the informality of a garden that's got. Um, the very long oaty grasses blowing in the wind and uh, some fairly unusual trees I know but on the other hand um, I do just like an atmosphere um, around me which is not pristine lawns and uh, bedding plants that's definitely not me. Isn't it interesting how that sort of natural and in some cases the meadow look has come back last uh, in the, the interim show that you you referred to last year I think Alex Froggart uh, won with a, a stunning garden which looked like it had been thrown together but of course it hadn't it had, yeah. had a lot of effort put into it but it was very natural looking and that was reflected you walk around some of the garden you think mm, that's reminding me of a garden that sort of just had enough done to it and not overworked. Lovely, isn't it? We, you get that with this this sort of recycled theme, where all of a sudden those old galvanised tanks and tubs and and where um, you have these old industrial red bricks, um, all of a sudden in the building trade they're called heritage bricks. So. You know, instead of being thrown out and put on the scrap heap, you now have to pay four times more for them. Uh, because and that's progress, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, that's progress because they're so collectible. But, yeah, things have changed. And I think, um, I, I think this uh, trying to reuse so much uh, has become not only trendy, it's really nice. You can now go in a pub and all the chairs are different and the tables are different and one time that would have been unthinkable but now everybody goes wow you know that's really cool that place you know nostalgia's making a comeback isn't it yeah definitely (laughs) um four days here at uh, at the nec how many people a day roughly are are you expecting to come through the door yeah well uh pre-pandemic and 2019 we had about 100,000 people coming through and it looks as though from ticket sales we're uh, going to be pretty much about the same so uh, that makes it nice and comfortable here. Uh, it's a big showground, it's got indoors and outdoors, it's got the floral marquee which itself is 10,000 square metres, you know, that's uh, to uh, somebody who thinks metric, that's one hectare, uh, somebody, somebody who doesn't think metric is 2.4 acres. Um, and if you think in terms of football pitches, it's two football pitches. That's, that's my point measurement. <laughs> yes, that's my reference point. Um, we've also, we should just mention, because it's just behind us and some of the smells are quite good, that we can do the whole plot-to-plate piece here, can't we? Because um, Entry to Gardeners World Live also gets you entry into the Good Food Summer Show. Some lovely, lovely uh, artisan foods and drinks on display. Well, I bumped into somebody earlier who said, I've managed to get my lunch by getting free samples <laughs> of all these uh, people here. So uh, that's quite possible because uh, there's every little taste, tasty morsel on offer here on a little tray. So you can take a little bit. And if you're very naughty, you'll go around the block and get another piece again. Absolutely. And uh, followed by a little sip of drink. But um, 
Uh, it's, uh, I think the ice cream is going to do extremely well it this is. year. The temperatures of the next two days is certainly going to point us in that direction. It's going to be fantastic. The BBC Gardeners World Live is on at the NEC until Sunday. And I'm sure the smile that's on your face, Bob, is going to stay there till Sunday, isn't it? Fantastic. You're enjoying yourself, aren't you? Oh, definitely. Thanks for coming in to see us. Pleasure.